As we continue in the month of June, we're going to continue to talk about sleep. Um, we are super excited about our guest today. She has been on with us before. But before we get started, Dr. Jess, what is in your glass today? This morning, I'm working on, oh goodness, <laughs> my smoothie. I just stuck to my coaster. Uh, so <clears throat> lots of good stuff, like dark dark fruits and with a little banana, oat milk and protein, microgreens, flaxseed, chia seed. And uh, I think that's about it. Um, so yeah, it's going to feel good for stuff. the next couple of hours. Yeah. <laughs> so Dr. Bobby, what's in your glass? I'm still on my water. So just keeping that water intake, trying to trying to get it up each day. There we go. I love it. And with us, we've got a guest today, Dr. Kaylee Scott. So first, before you do the intro, uh, what's in your glass? I'm drinking a green juice and it has cucumber, celery, spinach, lemon, kale, and parsley. I like that. That sounds good. I do want to get more into juicing. I just, uh, I know I don't have the time right now. Uh, yeah, I don't have one. I just buy them because yeah. it's like, it's a whole rabbit it's hole. A thing. It's a yeah. whole thing. It's really cool though. My sister does it and I go to her house and she pours me a glass. That's the best way to do it. Be friends <laughs> or family members with somebody that's a good juicer. <laughs> so, um, so Dr. Scott, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, and um, this will explain why we love having you on. Sure. Uh, my name is Dr. Kaylee Scott. I'm a naturopathic doctor, so I um, treat internal holistic medicine with nutrition, herbs, supplements, drugs, if absolutely necessary. I practice in Chicago. So. I love that. So, like, a little bit different than, like, the traditional, like, just throw medication at it, maybe think about nutrition and other things. Uh, that could be helpful for how our bodies function, uh, which yeah. is obviously what we love on this podcast. Um, so we're in the month of sleep right now, and uh, we've heard that this is something that's important. And so that's why we're like highlighting a whole month on sleep. So as far as like, you know, getting seven to nine hours of sleep per night um, and, you know, recommendations, uh, but like, as far as from your perspective, how does sleep affect our brain and then like just our productivity in general? Like what, you know, why, like, why do we really want these seven to nine? What's our, you know, our ROI, the return on the investment of time? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I think of everything. <laughs> Um, it's just really important to kind of let your brain recharge. So it's, but it impacts so many different systems in the body. So of course it imp impacts our energy and cognition and all that because you're resting the brain, but it also has a lot of impact on our immune system, our cardiovascular system, our hormones. So it's, it's not just to like have enough energy, it's to support all these different systems and in naturopathic medicine sleep is we have um principles we call them the determinants of health so you're asking every i ask every patient who walks in my door about their sleep and how many hours and if they struggle and things because it's it's just vital to our health so um the determinants of health that we look at in naturopathic medicine one is breathing because of course we need oxygen for mm. everything in the body um water intake sleep nutrition, stress levels. So if any of those things are out of balance, then you can't really bring a person to fully heal. So in naturopathic medicine, especially sleep is like one of our core things that we're looking at and working through. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I see that all the time in the clinic, especially if I'm working with somebody that's in acute pain. So like post-operative, like new injury, things like that. One of the first questions I'm going to ask one is, can you get out of pain? Like, do you have a relief source? Um, and so, cause if you can't, that's really, that's suffering, right? Like you, you can't get away from it. So, so we got to get that addressed first. And the other thing is sleep. Like, are you getting consecutive REM cycles? Mm -hmm. And so I care about your knee range of motion. I care about all of that, but I care more first about like, are you sleeping? Because if you're not sleeping, it doesn't matter if your knee bends 120 degrees, like you're in horrible shape and you're <laughs> miserable and your life is no fun. So like, we'll get that range. Let's just like, you know, like, just like our Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Food, shelter, safety. So we do the same thing in our practice here of like, let's make sure that you're not suffering. <laughs> and then we start working our way up to achieving goals. <laughs> I remember about two years ago, I had, um, I got strep throat. I hadn't had strep throat since I was a kid. And so on medicines felt better, but then I started noticing like after I went through the medicine, I was like, if I didn't get, like, it wasn't even seven, eight hours. Like if I wasn't getting nine, 10 hours of sleep at night, like all of a sudden, like everything came back. Like I had it all again. And after like a month of going through this being like, I felt crazy because I was like, why do I need so much sleep for my body to feel okay? And if I like one night, one night of less than seven hours, I was so sick and it came to find out there's like a strap that can kind of hide, I guess. And so my body, if I slept enough, my body was trying to fight it. But if I didn't sleep, it couldn't fight anything. Um, so it was just amazing to me how much sleep really did help that. I, I had to go on to antibiotics to get rid of it. But um, I thought I was crazy that like, <laughs> you know, I was like, I promise if I sleep, I feel okay. Yeah, a lot of infections are like that. Mo like mono is kind of a classic one for people just being really, really tired. And that's just your body's doing what it needs to do to heal. And that's, um, with anything, that's another kind of principles of naturopathic medicine is you give the body the building blocks to heal and it will, cause health is our natural state. So yeah, like the need to sleep and restore if your body's telling you like, this is what you need right now, then listening to that too. <laughs> um, so we've heard about these, uh, different, uh, types of, uh, sleepers we'll say, right. Uh, and uh, can you shed some light on what uh, the sleep doctor, what's his name, Dr. Um, well, Brewis? Brewis, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Brewis. Um, so can you like tell us a little bit about these like different categories of sleepers so we can kind of understand that like not every person is necessarily the same. So this guideline of seven to nine hours might look different for me, for you, for Dr. Bobby. Um, and that's actually okay. Right. Like, yeah. so he, um, he's a sleep doctor. I'm pretty sure wrote this book uh, and through kind of all his sleep research has categorized people into these four different types of chronotypes, he calls them. Mm -hmm. And, um, just sort of based a little bit on personalities and how it links with animals because of course we're we're all wired by nature so um he breaks it down into four categories lion bear wolf and dolphin so he's sort of um taking like the, the 
personality characteristics and how that relates to these animals and kind of what they do in the wild. So like dolphins, for example, are highly intelligent. Their brains kind of go a mile a minute when they sleep. They don't, they only sleep in one hemisphere of their brain. So they have one part of their brain that's always active and running. So that would be like a true insomniac where their like brain is active. They can't turn their brain off at night. Um, and then like a wolf, like wolves hunt in the, like in the nighttime. So that would be people that like love to stay up till midnight or even past that. Like they're kind of like wired more in the evening and then lions would be more like a morning person. So just based on um, that and lions, I know he talks about like, they're very like regimented and, um, calculated and everything so just sort of how these animals naturally are in the wild and kind of um, comparing like human characteristics to that mm -hmm. yeah uh, and I could definitely see where like I mean you just kind of naturally know you too you know so like my husband most definitely is a lion uh, like he'll be up you know somewhere between 4 30 and 5 most mornings on his own and um, then myself, not so much, uh, but at night he's like super tired. And so he likes to go to bed earlier and, you know, it's much easier for me to stay up late. And so it's actually worked out really well in our house because with kids, you know, I take the shift until, you know, 2 a.m. more or less. Like, so if, if anything happens up until 2, um, then I'm, I easily like handle it anything from about, you know, 3.30 or 4 on, he easily handles it. Um, so it's great. And like with driving, you know, I can drive later into the night. He takes early mornings. So like, it's actually a perfect like mix. Because <laughs> uh, like one is like, one is the early morning and one can like soup, like handle super late much better. Um, so, and like, I, we just always accepted it, but I didn't quite realize that there was like you know these normative patterns that people kind of fall into it's like that's just kind of how your body feels better you know yeah he has a quiz too that you can um take it's I've done it before like I don't know maybe 20 or so questions he has it online I could we could find the link and you can link it yeah we'll link it in the episode description yeah, yeah. Um, where, and it's just interesting to kind of get to know yourself a little bit more and then basically just support your sleep habits and your circadian rhythm and things so mm -hmm. I guess I, am. I should marry somebody with an opposite sleep type of <laughs> it just kind of worked out it's perfect I was just saying that sounds like a I am definitely a morning person so I would be the lion <laughs> yeah yeah and it's, and it's hard to change it you know like I've worked so hard in like in the past where I'm like I'm gonna get up early I'm gonna like do this you know work out and shower and be ready by 8 a.m. to treat patients and it's like I'm just miserable <laughs> like that's that's a little like it's a little too early because it's hard for me to fall asleep early enough to like make that wake-up time realistic and still get the amount of time so um so what I've had to do over the years is kind of play with it to figure out like do I work out in the evenings after work or do I bump my work schedule to start a little bit later? You know, so like I've, you know, it kind of just depends on, on the day and what works better and that time of year, you know, school schedules, things like that. Um, but like, I think it's really important to like not force yourself to fit into something that isn't you 
because uh, you're not going to feel good and it's it's going to be more of a of a fight rather than like something that naturally happens and um, at least that's how it's worked for me because uh, I was like I'm going to like wake up with you at five and then I'm like punch me in the face I want to <laughs> wake up at five this is awful <laughs> I tried I really tried multiple times it is not for me nope <laughs> yeah I think knowing these patterns kind of helps <laughs> said to understand yourself and then you can plan your workouts or your work schedule like if I'm most productive after lunchtime because some people are versus like early in the morning and you can um I think that's a good way just for like success of your day and productivity and all of that mm -hmm. levels too that you feel better you're like optimizing the time of day that you feel best too Mm -hmm. And I think as Jess pointed out, I think it's important that to realize like you and your partner don't have to be the same, you know, like you don't have to go to bed to have a good relationship. You don't have to go to bed the same time. You don't have to get up at the same time. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you both are going to be, you function better if you follow and get you what your body needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And just because like, I mean, he might fall asleep, like earlier but I might be sitting there reading right mm -hmm. so like you know I might have just like a little bit you know so it takes me a little bit longer to calm down at night mm -hmm. right um and so I need a little bit more of that like quiet you know just lights off like my body needs a little bit more to just simmer um and so and he doesn't need that so which is fine you know and then in the morning he wakes up fine and I'm like I don't uh, <laughs> Uh, so you know it's just one of those where I think it's something I've worked really hard on how can I get my balance um where I feel good and in the beginning I was trying to do it based on what other people were doing instead of what makes me feel good and so that's something that I was like oh okay well this make this works for me so you know that's what I'm gonna do I mean, which I think is okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're both like filling your cups the way you need to be. And that makes you, you know, a better relationship, better parents, mm -hmm. everything. So, and just recognizing that, like, we both do it a little differently and that's mm -hmm. okay. Absolutely. Um, so as far as like, you know, we know that we have different sleep times of day and cycles, all that kind of stuff. Um, so as far as like, you know, sleep and then how our bodies are functioning during the day, uh, we've got, you know, how, how does the decreased amount of sleep, how does that really affect how our brain is functioning with like cognition, like that foggy headed, you know, like everyone says like, ah, oh, I didn't sleep well. It's just, today's just a struggle. Like, like what's going, like what's going on with the brain? Like, why is it such a struggle? Yeah. I think it's just that the brain doesn't have enough time to recharge and there's a lot of hormones involved with that, but clinically I'll see, um, like you mentioned chronic pain. I mean, patients where that's worse, if they're not sleeping, of course their energy and cognition's worse, but so many, like I treat a lot of pretty chronically ill people. And it's just sleep is essential. I had a patient yesterday. She's really sick, but she said she had a three week stretch. She was sleeping really great and was like doing miles better, which is amazing. And then she kind of like, then her sleep was really bad for the last six days. And she's been like 
a disaster. So it's just even when um, just kind of the day to day where you just feel a little off, you feel draggy, your brain's not firing like it needs to be. But even with the patients who are really chronically ill, it's I see that time and time again, that it's just like so essential to their healing. Mm -hmm. One thing, and Dr. Scott, I don't know, you know, you be with functional medicine, if you see this is I notice when I don't sleep well, the food I crave is not the healthy food. It is that sugar, like, and I just constantly feel hungry. Like, I feel like I can't wake up. Like I need, my body needs food. And I know that it doesn't necessarily need the food I'm eating nor the amount I am eating at that time, but it's just like what my body feels like it craves. And then at the end you feel even worse, but like, it's a hard battle. But I notice when I don't sleep well, like I don't want carrot sticks and celery, um, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it actually does like impact our, our, um, feeding hormones like ghrelin and leptin. Those are kind of our hunger hormones and it actually sleep deprivation does impact those. So there's science behind that too, but yeah, I can relate to that also. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, carrot sticks, when you wake up from the poor night's sleep, not, doesn't sound the best. So no. <laughs> there, yeah. Yeah. I think it's the, the hormone, like, I think we don't really appreciate how much hormones do to affect how we function on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, and like hormones are related to digestion. Ah, interesting. And hunger, like there's so much that they do. And so like the recovery from a day-to-day -day so that you are functioning, each system of your body is functioning like it needs to is, is huge. I did not appreciate this at all. Like when I was younger, you know, and I think once we hit grad school is when I started realizing like my brain needs to actually like stay focused. And like, I got really strict with what time I went to bed, what time I got up. And at that time, the schedule was rigid. So like, I had to like be somewhere at a very specific time because like, that's what time class started. Uh, so, you know, I accommodated and it was okay. Uh, and it was just a complete difference. I mean, I could sit there all day, focus on all of the information being thrown at me, have really good um, recall uh, when I was studying, and I could be much more productive when it was time for me to study after, you know, class was out. And if I didn't get enough sleep, it was like the whole day, not it was, it wasn't a wasted day, but like now all of the information that I was supposed to be listening to all day long, then <laughs> you sit down and try and study you're having a really hard time remembering what they were talking about so now your study time takes even longer you know which that creates that cycle now you end up staying up too late and then you know it you know goes over and over and over again and I think that's what happens I think people get in these ruts where it's like you're constantly trying to play catch up because of poor sleep and so you it you're less efficient so your day takes longer and then you end up getting to bed later and then your wake up time you know and so it it becomes a bit habitual I've been stuck in that for sure in the past um so like Dr. Scott like what are some strategies that you would give like patients when they come in and they're like talking about their struggles with being able to balance everything. Like I need to, I need to do this and I need to do this, but I am supposed to do this. Um, all these shoulds in our life. Like, mm -hmm. like what are, what are some different things that you suggest? Yeah. Um, one just interesting thing that I was thinking about as you were talking, I went to the sleep, I 
this was years ago. I went to a conference. It was all about hormones, but one of the lectures on sleep. And it was saying that even like, um, like if you're kind of depriving yourself during the week and you're catching up during the weekend, it's the same as if you were jet lagged, like hopping time zones, like it has that much impact on our circadian rhythms. So having the, so I guess one strategy kind of leading into that would be to try and have the same bedtime and wake time every day, even on the weekends, uh, that helps to get your brain into a pattern. Uh, one really important piece is just supporting melatonin. So melatonin is our sleepy hormone and it kicks on about nine o'clock at night. So it's melatonin gets higher throughout the night. It's higher as it's dark outside. So our brains were supposed to sleep when it's dark outside, this is a lot harder when people are shift workers and I have to like kind of work around that. But um, in general, for people that aren't and they're kind of on this typical sleep schedule, um, trying to do everything you can to support your melatonin balance. So um, it melatonin's made by our pineal gland in our brain and blue light from electronics can suppress that. So at least around nine o'clock or maybe even a little bit before that, either not looking at electronics at all, or there's certain settings now on your phone and your computer, probably your TVs too, that um, you can turn on as far as nighttime goes to help with the melatonin and blocking that blue light. They make blue light blocking glasses as well. And then um, just like dimming lights or maybe even lighting candles, like getting your brain quiet and dark so that it's getting ready for sleep. That's a really important um, thing that I talk to patients about. Mm -hmm. yeah I find staying off my phone really yep. does help it's really hard it's so hard at night like when you're laying there and you just want to look at it but like reading an actual book not verse not a book on my phone and stuff like that is has been very helpful to like falling asleep yeah definitely even the waves from um, EMFs they're called like electronics give off these frequencies so um, like I turn my phone on airplane mode with the wi-fi off at night so that and that I have noticed that helps me sleep so you still get you don't get calls that come through but you would so, still get like texts and emails and everything so um like that's a good strategy and seeing the seeing the sun first thing in the morning too helps that helps with energy as well but that wakes our brain up because we're supposed to wake with the sun and then go to sleep with the moon when it's dark so um there's research on that like if you're the first light you see is sunlight and not like this artificial light from your phone there that actually helps with sleep too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that uh, I, I had noticed a big difference when like we've stayed in like Airbnbs and they have like the blackout curtains cause we don't have those. And like, I, I'm like completely discombobulated. Like, like I'll wake up in the morning and I'm like, what time is it? Like, where am I? You know, it's like, I don't see the sun. Like, it's, it's really funny. Cause like, I didn't think it would affect me that much. You know, we just like, you roll in late, you get everything unpacked, you know, like, I don't know, just like kind of shut the curtains, make sure we're good to go. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like, ah, I don't like that. Like, let's, <laughs> it, it is really helpful to be aware of where we are in like day versus, you know, day versus mm -hmm. night. Um, and then like what happens, like it happened yesterday morning, there was like major thunderclouds outside. So like there wasn't a bright morning light. And even my son was like, why are we, why are we even awake? It's not even, it's not even morning time. I'm like, well, it, we're awake because my alarm went off. Um, 
<laughs> and it is morning time. It's just really cloudy outside and there's thunderstorms out. Um, but it was like, he was just like, what is happening in the world right now? Like, I don't wake up unless there's sun out there. <laughs> Which I, is, I think a good thing, you know? I used to have this alarm clock and it sadly broke a few months ago and I haven't replaced it yet. But it was, I noticed how, so you're saying with the sun, I wake up with the sun, like if 5 a.m., I'll be up if the sun's up and I feel good. Um, well, here in Chicago in the winters, sometimes you don't see the sun all day. <laughs> like, so um, it was really, it's this alarm clock that acts like a natural sunrise. So it starts like 45 minutes before when you want to get up and it just like slowly brightens up the room and stuff. Not the exact same as sunlight, but like, you know, slowly. And when I use that, I can tell you, like, I never use, I was always up a minute or two before the alarm was going to go off and just how much better I felt waking up to that versus a noise, even though it was not like the true sun. Um, so I've missed it, but it's now summer. So after summer, I'll buy it. It's a little, ex well, for me, it's a little expensive. It's like a hundred dollars, <laughs> um, but that's um, amazing. That, like, it, I really, really enjoy it. Yeah. And it also has like a dimming at night. So like, um, you could set it for like an hour and it would dim down during the hour and turn off at the hour. So it was really nice because I could read a book and kind of fall asleep and not have to get up to turn anything off. Nice. It would just kind of go off on its own. Like it was sunsetting. Awesome. Perfect. Um, so let's say like, you know, it is a night that you didn't sleep well for whatever reason. Uh, would taking a short nap be something that you would recommend or not recommend? I mean, I'm a nap fan. I'm not a, the best sleeper either. So I guess I can relate to like needing a little power nap. Um, but I do, I think it is a, it is a way, it depends on the time, I guess, if it's short, you know, 20 minutes or so. Um, there's research on there, even like meditating, putting, putting your brain into deep sleep waves. So, I mean, I'm a fan of naps. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I like when I'm really struggling, like it's like one of those days where, you know, it's like, I mean, I can't really nap on a work day. Uh, that doesn't really work. You know, sorry, patient. Um, I'll be another 20 minutes. Uh, but let's say it's a weekend and it's just been like, I don't know, maybe kids have been sick or, you know, all this, you know, my sleep has been all over the place because we just haven't had like a week where we've had a good routine. Like by the time Saturday comes, you know, I'll be sitting there in the afternoon, like, needing to go to the grocery store and I can tell that I'm like I am just not firing on all cylinders honestly like if I just take 20 minutes and like lie down close my eyes like I will feel so much better like it doesn't need to be more than that now if I'm like getting sick or something like that that's different like I'll actually like pass out fall asleep it'll be like more than an hour and that's what I'll wake up. I'm like, Oh, like my body's actually fighting something. Like I like, that's why I was feeling so bad is like, I'm actually getting sick. But if it's not that, if I'm not getting sick, it's, if it's just that I have not had adequate sleep during the week, I'm just on the struggle bus, 20 minute power nap. Like, I mean, it will like, it won't fix how I'm feeling, but it'll like improve it by probably 75% <clears throat> more or less. I mean, like, I don't know about you, Dr. Bobby, how do you do? I was going to say, as long as they're not for me, they're not in the afternoon and they're not long. 
Right. Um, I do find sometimes just like resting for like 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did it yesterday. Um, and you know, I had a little gap between patients and I was just like, I like felt myself, like you ever do the nodding where you're like, mm, like, oh, yeah. and falling asleep. So like I laid down for 15 and it got me through my last patient and everything. And I felt much better and I was fine. But if I sleep too long, then I like, can't wake up mm-hmm. and then I can't sleep at night, which kind of makes that whole cycle. So for me, I find them very beneficial as long as they're, you know, earlier in the day. So late morning, early afternoon. Mm -hmm. Um, and as long as they're very short. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably about the same with me. Cause otherwise it's like, you're good. You almost get that like shaky feeling, you know, cause like you slept, it's the middle of the day, you wake up, your body doesn't quite know what to do. Um, yeah, that's not like, that doesn't feel good. Yeah. And sometimes I don't need to physically even fall asleep, you know, Mm -hmm. as Dr. Scott, as you were saying, just meditating or literally just laying down, closing your eyes and like not looking at anything and just Mm -hmm. breathing and relaxing. And I may not fall asleep, sleep, but time goes by like this. So, you know, your brain has kind of relaxed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can feel your breathing, get into more like rhythmic breathing. And so like, that is like you know, that's quite meditative, you know, if you just kind of focus on, you know, breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth, really create some, like, some of that, like, circle breathing, um, and just kind of, if you just focus on that, as you close your eyes, and just let your body rest, um, it's pretty cool, like, your brain will get that little jolt of of support, really, Uh, so it's like, I just need a minute, (laughs) yeah. Um, okay, cool. So, uh, Dr. Scott, we really appreciate you coming on and talking about sleep. It's something that, uh, you know, it's always a struggle for, uh, for anybody really to consistently get good quality sleep. And so understanding the why behind it, I think it's helpful to like, keep the struggle going, like keep trying to find your balance. It is worth it to like, keep working on whatever it is that works for you and if you have a couple nights where it didn't go well like that's okay sleep is not this like cumulative thing where if like you miss you know five hours of sleep over the course of the week that you need five extra hours on the weekend like it's not like a tit for tat type thing um so like you can really get back into a good rhythm even without like making up for like the lost time so um any other like last words, Dr. Scott, before we end the episode? I don't think so. I think I've, I think we kind of touched a lot on the importance and I do think everyone should take the sleep quiz to kind of just learn mm-hmm. more about yourselves. And I think um, that information, I think is super helpful. So Perfect. And we'll as have you're... that in the, in the um, description, the episode description. Mm-hmm. And as you were saying, Jess, I feel it's very much American culture go, 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 and jeopardize sleep and exercise. So the two things we probably need the most. Right. All right, everybody, stay tuned for what we have coming up next. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you would like to learn more about how Two Gals can support you, then join our Two Gals Insiders membership, which can be found at www.2-gals.com. Also, don't forget, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook as well as Instagram. Okay, everybody. Bye. Enjoy your week.